All right, guys, you're very welcome along to Heartlines. This is episode 38. I hope you're all well. Now, this episode, I'm going a little bit of a diff- different direction because I'm bringing on a fellow podcaster. So I reached out to her a while ago, and I'm glad she got back to me and said she was happy to come on as a guest. Her name is Laurie M. Walsh, and she's also the host of Pure Notions Podcast. How are you doing, Laurie M? Not too bad, thanks. How are you? Good, good, yeah. Now, Laurien, I've listened to your podcast, but tell people about you. I want to know, I want the listeners to know about where you're from and, and, uh, and uh, you know, what you do with yourself at the moment. Yeah, so my name is Laurien, as I was very nicely introduced. Um, I am from County Wexford, born and raised, um, the land of sunny beaches and strawberries, at least in theory. Um, I am studying primary teaching at the moment in Maynooth University. Um, but a bit more about me, um, I'm very passionate about social justice and sustainability and environmental kind of issues, which I guess ties in with the teaching as well, because I love to do a bit of that with the kids. Another thing I love is just talking, mm. which I think, you know, is really key for a podcast host. I just love having the chats and kind of sharing my ideas and getting feedback and hearing other people's ideas too. So I'm a bit of a nerd for learning, I think. I think so. I mean, as a primary school teacher as well, you'd want to be, you want to have kind of that kind of fun sense, like that childlike sensibilities, you know, because you're going to be teaching, you know, junior infants to sixth class or will it vary depending on what position you go into when you actually go full time? Yeah, so it really depends. You could be teaching literally any anyone from junior infants to sixth class. Um, and yeah. I know kind of more experienced teachers, they have a bit of choice. Um, of kind of whereabouts in the school they want to teach but definitely as a newly qualified teacher it's kind of at random really it's whatever jobs are going so you could end up anywhere it's really great like the kids are great as well they they're so creative like having conversations with kids is just brilliant yeah they come out with the most random (laughs) things but the way their minds work is just it's fabulous um but yeah it's really like the possibilities are limitless when you're you know five years old and you don't know any different so it's really refreshing I think and it's one of the one of my favorite things about teaching is kind of getting to have those conversations and really get a fresh perspective on Mm. the world because you definitely learn I think I learn more from them than they do from me ever even though I'm the teacher like definitely they um they really open your mind a lot I think yeah I think so I think I think we all have a primary school teacher growing up that you're like oh it was the best and then when you go to secondary school it's a little more serious you know and you're moving around a lot you're not in one class all the time you don't have one teacher telling you what to do and trying to discipline you yeah definitely and I think it's really luck of the draw with primary teaching because Mm. as a primary school kid like you said if you get a good teacher you're lucky because you have them all day every day and it's loads of fun yeah. But if you have a bad teacher, you're stuck with them then all day, every day. Whereas at least with the secondary school, like you can have one bad teacher, but then you only have them for maybe, you know, 40 minutes a day. You're really stuck with your primary school teacher. So I think <laughs> that's definitely yeah. something I'm conscious of as well to like be the fun teacher and not be, you know, strict and horrible. I hate giving out. I hate giving out. I'm yeah. really bad at it. And I think like the kids know, they know like she does not want to give out to me. Definitely. I'm not a strict teacher, yeah. but like you have to have a bit of fun as well i think of course yeah now i've listened to your podcast 
and I love the way you, your voice is very, uh, as you say, it's pure. So I feel that's, that's maybe that's why we call it Pure Notions. So why did you call it Pure Notions podcast? I love the name for the podcast. Yeah. So the name um, came to me in a bit of a bit of a stroke of inspiration, I think, because okay. the notions thing, I think it's a very Irish saying, um, you know, that one's got notions or, you know, off she is again, with another notion. It's really this kind of sense of like a mad idea. Or yeah, just that you don't really know where it's gonna go and what is she thinking? Mm. Um, and like my friends always growing up would always say that I have notions because I really just am a bit chaotic and spontaneous, I think, and take things up randomly. Like I'll walk home and be like, Do you know what? I'm gonna learn the violin just out of nowhere. Just all these kind of mad ideas, and they'd always say that I have notions. So I think that's kind of where the name came from, that this like starting a podcast was another one of my one, one of my mad notions. So that's that's where that came from. Oh, that's good. I have notions. I mean, because you're, you you back yourself. I mean, like taking up violin, like I, 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 I took up the I tried to play. I tried to learn the um, the bell run before. I just don't know how to play bell run. I, I'm, I'm not musically talented that way. Like, are you musically talented? Do you play many instruments? I I play a lot of instruments badly. Um, okay. <laughs> there's no there's no one instrument that I really play very well. I think I played the piano for a long time, but okay. I think with that kind of spontaneity, like I always take something up and play it for a while, and then want to do something else. Yeah. So I never stick with any one thing long enough to be really good at it. But like I've played the piano, the guitar, the ukulele violin I tried for a while that was a bit of a disaster one flute like the tin whistle the harmonica like I'll kind of pick up anything and give it a go I never stick with anything long enough to to become proficient I'd say at it I think that's as well like with podcasts as well I think it's you're always learning I mean whether you're working on an, a, like a, a concept uh, you're working on. For me, I from episode eight or nine onwards, I started getting guests on. So I've spoken to musicians, comedians, career coaches, life coaches, stuff like that. And you're learning from them and you learn about yourself as well because you're learning about what 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 uh, what topics to talk about. And you're, just, you're, you're, you're growing in confidence as well because you, you, you are the host, you're the editor, you're the chief in command, you know. So you're basically your own boss and you can run away from being a boss, but, you, but it'll always be with you because you can keep on coming back to it and go back to the well. And it's always a learning experience, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's one thing um, with the podcast that I always start my episodes with a disclaimer and say, like I'm not an expert on these topics you know my word is not gospel here I am learning learning as I go along and it's really like we're learning together it's really a learning curve and that never stops I think now you said growing up you you try different things wait would you say you're a bit of an entertainer do you like to entertain people yeah I definitely do I love I love telling stories I think at heart I really am a storyteller yeah um and then that comes back as well to the love of talking I think um anyone that knows me will confirm that uh, I always always have a story to tell always have something to say and I'm a firm believer in the saying never let the truth get in the way of a good story like if a bit of embellishment is needed a bit of embellishment will go in <laughs> yes. and I think like I did um I did drama and stuff as a kid as well mm-hmm. so that definitely contributed I think to that kind of vibe of storytelling and yeah just drawing people in and kind of sharing experiences 
would you say you're like a stage person uh, are you a bit of a singer as well I do sing actually yeah I do sing so um, if I if I if I put the word if I said the word paradox does that mean anything to you oh my god <laughs> or uh diffused and absolute does that mean anything yeah that's that's a relic that's a relic from my teenage years go on the one and only time that I tried to make it as a singer um absolute uh the the, one of the rap artists yeah uh, on that album was actually my boyfriend at the time okay um and he was big into music and like rapping and hip-hop and all of that and I think I was about 17 at the time and like Mm. just thought this was the best thing since sliced bread like I thought he was so cool and he's like yeah do you want to like get on a track with me and I was like oh my god yes of course and so we wrote we wrote a song together and and recorded it and it's on Spotify um for all to hear now yeah um, <laughs> but it's definitely it's definitely aged to be uh, honest, I haven't heard that one in a long time to be honest, I heard it. It's actually, I enjoyed it. I really did. I think you got you got good vocals. I mean, do you sing you. often or was that just a, a one-time thing? Like, have you been in a band before? I never have. Um, I, you say, do I sing often? I sing constantly, okay. like all of the time. Yeah. I think to the point of annoying all of my friends and family. But um, no, I never really took it kind of any further than that I've been in a couple of musicals like I mentioned uh, the drama kind of okay. aspect of it yeah and things like that but no I've never I've never been in a band or kind of recorded any of my own music apart from that that one time that was really good and also there was some, the, the other song absolute was like a rap because you can yeah. you can hear the, the is was that a person from Wexford as well on on the yeah track? yeah because you can um, really hear, yeah. hear the accent the accent I don't know what part of Wexford is that person from that's New Ross in yeah, Wexford. Um, so definitely a accent, strong yeah, New stronger. Ross accent. Yeah, yeah. You've got, yeah, a fl- you've got a flatter accent. You're from, yeah. Um, where are you from? Is Camelin or Wellington Bridge? Is that it? I'm from, yeah, in and around Wellington Bridge is where I live now. I grew up mm. in Adamstown. Okay. Um, so I have a little bit of a mix, but both of my parents are actually teachers as well. Ah. So I think any sort of a, a twang was, was beaten out of me at an early age. <laughs> like you know say your words properly and don't like I know one thing is like not saying water properly and saying yeah. like water or yeah. like not saying you know your teas properly and stuff like that yeah. um that was not something that was that was tolerated in my house things mm-hmm. had to be enunciated well and grammatically correct so I think that's why I have I have quite a neutral accent yeah, I find that. Yeah, yeah. I worked with a girl actually when I was working on a cruise ship, and she had quite a neutral accent as well. But I've I, I met other Wexfordians, if that's what you call. It. I don't know. Is that what you call you, Wexfordians? I think so. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I, I met other Wexford people, and uh, so some accents are, they vary, you know. But your accent's quite flat, just like that girl uh, I used to work with. There you go. Yeah, and there's like a huge amount of accents in Wexford as well. Yeah. For like one county in the corner of Ireland, like yeah. literally every four or five miles you'll have a different kind of regional accent. So yeah. it's mad. No, it is, definitely is. Um, so what kind of music do you like? What, what kind of music would you be into yourself? I really like a bit of everything. Um, mm-hmm. It's very dependent, I think, on the mood of the day, really. Um, I like kind of a lot of upbeat stuff, especially now because I think 
God, we all just need a bit of happiness at the moment. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so I love kind of, I love Surfaces is a band that I'm really into right now. And they do just kind of feel good music. I like a bit, like I like a bit of old school as well. I love like Sam Cooke and mm-hmm. kind of 60s music. Yeah. Also, I was 100% guilty of going through the emo phase in secondary school. So there's definitely a bit of that I do love every now and again, just a bit of pop punk or a bit of kind of classic rock as well. So yeah. a bit of Be- everything really. Yeah, I went through an emo stage as well, but I'm a little bit older than you. And uh, I remember going to see my chemical rants in oh, RDS. I'm so jealous. That, you, were pro- well, you didn't go? They had broken up by the time uh, I actually yeah. got into them. So I never got to go to uh, my chemical romance concert. I didn't, me yeah time. oh really yeah they, yeah. they don't they done like a i think it was a two or three night run and um it was pretty much the the black parade album and the black parade album is just a stage production it's it's a wonderful yeah. production i know emo gets a lot of rap you know because it's all you know teenagers or you know young adults in makeup and and, and dressing up for the stage sort of thing but this album is a masterpiece for me it really was it really is it's iconic i think yeah. like um I know I see a lot of these like TikTok videos and stuff that's, you know, if you're, if you're an emo kid, you'll recognize these songs Yeah. and it's just the one G note at the start of Welcome to the Black Parade oh. and it's just instantly recognizable. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really iconic. Like that song itself, like the whole, the whole stage production they had, like, because it's all, uh, it, there's a theme. It's, it's very much like a morbid kind of theme, you know, um, and the whole black parade and, and there's some sort of like there's like an army of people there and then he's on he's on he's, he's on top of the float they tried to recreate the video on stage it was really really good um again emo i was in my 20s that time and emo would have been probably teenager kind of thing so i was just teenagers floating around me so it, like i was i was a bit of an imposter but i i just got into it my friend was into into emo and just thought look i'll go along as, I, like you I'll, I'll give it a shot and see if i like it and i actually did i think i have the black pride album upstairs in a cd you know what you know what cds remember those cds i do baby <laughs> <laughs> i would say do you know the whole the generations of millennials like i i'm classed as a millennial yeah. so millennials from 1980 to 1984 so i'm showing my age okay and then you would probably be what generation y I don't want to know your age. But... I think it's like, I think I'm Gen Z. Gen Z, there you go. I really okay. have difficulty keeping up mm. with all these generations yeah. and like these generation wars of like millennials versus yeah. Gen Z and I don't know, skinny jeans being out of fashion and you can't use the laughing emoji anymore. Like I'm so... really not down with the kids. Oh, like, really? I have no idea what's going on in any of these kind of uh, pop trends. Yeah. It's so fast. I mean, like people always say like the real OG and all. Do you know what that means? Real OG? What does that mean? I, okay. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Okay, I go. think OG means like original gangster. Uh, I think that's what it actually stands that's for. It, yeah. But it means like, if you're an OG, you're like, you've been there from the start kind of thing. So yeah. like, if you've been friends for ages, mm. you're an OG. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I'm pro- someone's gonna definitely pull me up on that now and be like, "That's not what that means." But I think that's what it means. I think it makes sense because I thought it was like all good, but then again, all is a, so can yeah. be. But uh, there you go. But yeah, you're we're different generations, but we do have similarities. But also, as well, we're talking about like when you were brought up, you were brought up in the di- digital age. I mean, mm-hmm. 
like do you know do you know what myspace is i have a, a vague concept yeah. of what myspace is yeah i think like the first social media that i ever kind of came into contact with was bebo which was around when i was kind of 12 13 14 yeah. and i just remember because i wasn't allowed on it like really? actually maybe i was a bit younger maybe kind of 11 12 and like some of my friends had bebo Mm. and I wasn't allowed because you had to be over a certain age to like be on it and so I wasn't allowed to have Bebo and I wasn't impressed because some (laughs) of my friends had it and I just wanted to be in on the trend I remember Bebo actually Bebo was like a a, like a secondary school thing into for me it was secondary into into uh, college but I remember um I remember it, it kind of changed it was like what mid 2000s and you know when like a friend comes home from a holiday and they bring a gift, like you might get a Toblerone or yeah. you might get a, like a, a key ring or a stick of rock or whatever. We always yeah. got like little, you know, like the little string friendship bracelets. Yeah, yeah. But like we, a girly thing. <laughs> one of the lads, or a few of the lads went away in Erasmus, you know, when you go over to like uh, yeah. Europe and they brought back Facebook. Oh wow! Yeah, that was a, that, was a, a bi- that was a big deal. It really was. Yeah, I remember. Um, because Facebook started in college. You know, that's where uh, Mark Zuckerberg started in. I think it was Harvard, and it was the whole idea was to rate, you know, your fellow students or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it made sense to bring back to college. But that was my first kind of uh, instant. That was two thousand and seven. That's when I got Facebook. But I was I was in my twenties. I was about twenty one, twenty two. When did you first get Facebook? I think I was probably about 13 or 14 as well, yeah. that kind of age. And yeah. I got Facebook for one and only reason at that okay. age. And that was to play Farmville when Farmville was like, you know, this big phenomenon that everyone played. Um, so I definitely had Facebook for, for a couple of years at that kind of 13, 14 age. Yeah. But like all I did was play Farmville. I don't think I had any friends on it. Like it, it definitely wasn't a social network for me. It was just my my means of playing Farmville. What um, about what about words with friends? Words with friends, I never got into. I think, okay. yeah. Um, that was a bit, yeah. That was a bit too required too much kind of brain power. I think Farmville was was very easy. Yeah, it, it was different though because when you were in in house in secondary school, you were on Facebook. That must. Mm-hmm, yeah. what, what was that like? Because I I remember speaking to a couple from up up the north there, and I, I just I asked them. So when like when did you first uh, uh, using social media? And they were like saying around thirteen, fourteen. It's it, it must be different because you're communicating in person, but you're also communicating with your with your peers online. So what's what 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 was that feeling like when you're when people are talking to you or about you online? Is it did, did it does it make a difference or was it just normal for you I think it was definitely like there definitely was a sense of it being normal because mm. you know pretty much everyone had Facebook so like everyone was doing it yeah. but I remember actually having a conversation with one of my friends the other day and um, that I've been friends with since kind of first year in secondary school and after secondary school we kind of went our different paths and like we chat every now and again and catch up but you know we don't talk all the time yeah and she was just saying like wasn't it mad how we used to see each other every day like all day every day 
and mm. then we would come home and talk in the evenings yeah and text until whatever 10 or 11 o'clock at night like it's just there's a lot of like stimulation I think you're kind of always plugged in and I think that's just it's just increasing and it's getting younger and younger like even in primary school like I have kids in maybe second or third class that are like up to all hours playing Fortnite or whatever the kids do these days yeah um, so I think it definitely it definitely had an effect on us like in secondary school but I think that's just it's really just increasing all the time yeah I think uh, younger people are more uh, advanced when it comes to, to using technology because yeah. it's so there's so many different uh, variants it was Facebook Instagram now it's TikTok and TikTok is like little short videos and it's like there's TikTokers there's people who actually make careers I mean a TikTok star which is just surreal coming from from my point of view but I don't know what's it like for you are you on TikTok I am on TikTok and um, <laughs> I don't really I'm not a big TikTok creator I don't really make videos but I definitely um I definitely use TikTok a lot it's really one of those ones that like you just go on it and you go down a rabbit hole and then yeah. it's like three hours later and you kind of surface and you look at the time and you're like yeah. oh how did that much time pass it does um, it, it gets it gets addictive all right you're you're on your phone yeah just swiping um but i think you're you're dead on with the fact that like kids are just so digitally literate like they just know yeah. from such a young age um like i have i've actually three younger siblings um uh-huh. and there's quite a big gap so my younger brothers are twins and they're four like my little brother can fully open my phone go into spotify and pick a playlist that he wants to listen to um which is it's just crazy like before they can even write or read like they know how to work a phone yeah um it's mad it is really yeah um so your hobbies and interests uh have kind of brought you to where you are now because you're you like to talk you like to explore so in in doing this podcast now you're going to explore more about yourself you're going to you're going to uh, learn more about, you know, people as well, or, or what's the plan um, for the podcast in the future? What, what, what are you planning on doing for uh, Pure Notions? Yeah, so the plan kind of going forward is I've kind of dubbed it uh, where, where personal development meets social justice. Yeah. So um, in kind of the past year or so, especially since the pandemic hit, I've gotten really interested in that kind of personal growth personal development um kind of piece and but then I've always had this interest in social justice and sustainability as well so I kind of wanted to find a way to merge the two and I think we've all heard the saying like you can't pour from an empty cup and I think that's something that's that I really want to get across in the podcast is like kind of helping people to fill up their own cup first and mm. kind of look after yourself first and then use that then in a positive way to kind of make positive changes. Before I came on and, and had a chat with you, I kind of had to do some sleuth work. That's why I kind of found out about your music. Uh, and I went a bit deeper as well, because if we go back to the digital age, everything's online, okay? So if you type my name into, fa- uh, into Google, well, because my name maybe isn't as unique, there's a lot of Shane Hearts, okay? 
There's not many Lorianne Walsh's. So I was like, okay, so let's figure out where Lorianne, okay. It was just pure accident. Uh, I, I I stumbled upon um some of some of the awards you won. So uh, uh oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you got some awards. Um and a lot of them kind of show who you are in a way, because one of them was to do with uh, helping the, uh, the spirit and caring and friendship awards. Do you remember that? Oh, I have a vague recollection of that. Or you're um, also um, talent providing music in the community. So in the choir. So were you in the choir when you were growing up, were you? I was in the choir. Yeah, I was very involved in the choir, especially in secondary school. Um, I actually was I actually went there against my will. I did not voluntarily sign up to the choir, but one of my friends had on like the first week of first year. Yeah. And at that first choir meeting, they were all told, okay, your like homework for the next choir meetup is to bring someone with you. So like, obviously they were trying to increase their numbers. So like my friend came back to me and they were like, look, we have to bring someone to choir. Like, will you come with me? And I was like, no way. I'm not doing it. Like it's not happening. And then eventually, anyway, she convinced me and I ended up at that that next choir meeting and just got sucked in and never left. So I was there the whole way through school and actually ended up really, really loving it. Um, like it was just such a lovely community. Um, my my choir teacher was just the loveliest woman yeah. ever. Like she still likes all of my posts on Facebook um, <laughs> even now. So, so yeah, it ended up being a really positive experience for me. Were you a soloist or were you in like a, a, a trio in the choir when you were, when you were singing? It was mostly like um, a small group kind of thing because okay. I usually did the harmonies. Okay. Um, so like kind of the main choir would sing the melody and then there was a small group to do the harmonies. Yeah. Um, so I did that a lot of the time. I did a couple of solos after much kind of cajoling but it was always just at like school masses and stuff. Like it was never, never kind of too big of a production. Um, but yeah, I did a couple of solos. I did Iha Kuhn one year for the carol service at Christmas, which is Silent Night in Irish. Oh. And they were like, nobody else wanted to do it because it was obviously all in Irish. So someone kind of just went, Larian, you're good at Irish. You do it. And that was that then. I had no, there was no getting out of it then after that. Yeah. That, that's cool. Because um, have you ever, have you ever uh, looked into doing the President's Award? Do you know what the President's Award is? Is that the, the Goshka? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, Goshka, yeah. Yeah, we actually did that in transition year. Um, so I, I am the proud recipient of a bronze Goshka Award as well. That's good. I was I, I was thinking of doing that myself, but I just never had the motivation, I guess, when I was younger, you know. Um, it's a cool thing. Did you get to meet the president now at the time? I did not get to meet the president. <laughs> I think it was like posted out to us. Um, it was a great thing to do in transition year, though. Like you just have so much time. And a lot of the things then that we did, like as part of transition year, kind of fed into it. So I think one of the things you have to do is like you have to do a certain amount of like community work. And I actually volunteered with the local Meals on Wheels. Um, in New Ross as part of like my transition year work experience kind of a thing so that ended up contributing towards my Gashka award as well so it was all kind of interconnected and it kind of worked quite well to do it in transition year yeah no that's that's what you do a lot, a lot of exp- exploration like because you have that time to like it's, it's it's basically the bridge between junior cycle uh and senior cycle um 
so you're talking about like uh the, i was talking about the podcast and do you release the episodes uh on or are you going to plan on releasing episodes on a, on a regular basis or, or or depending on uh are you going to change it up a little bit going to do like a two monthly or a monthly kind of episode how would you like to, to uh, release your episode going forward what's what's your plan on, on regards with that my hope is to have an episode out every week Okay. Um, starting on the 1st of March. Mm-hmm. So that is the release date I've set for myself. So that's kind of my hope to get to get one out every week, um, every Monday. Like I've kind of, I have taken a break from it for the last kind of couple of months. Um, I was kind of focusing on college and exams and that kind of stuff. And then also just putting a lot of planning as well into it. So I think I've taken enough time now that I, I have a, a clear kind of sense of direction and where I want to take it. Yeah. Um. So hopefully that will that'll help me keep on on schedule. When you're doing your podcast or in anything you do in your life, okay, who inspires you? Uh, like, are you inspired like by people you see on the TV, or are you inspired by your friends and family? Who 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 are, who's the inspiration for Lorian? Um, I think I really take inspiration from kind of everywhere. But I was definitely very lucky, like growing up, that I had a really strong support network from my family, and really was surrounded by people who kind of always told me that I could do whatever I wanted and be whatever I wanted um so definitely my family are a source of inspiration for me and they always kind of have my back uh especially my auntie Neve is a huge kind of inspiration and role model for me there's there's like nine years between us so we're you know for an auntie and a niece we're quite close in age and yeah we're always kind of close growing up and mm um just kind of seeing the hard work that she does and how much she's achieved is is a big inspiration for me um she got her phd a couple of years ago and she's a lecturer now lecturer in statistics um, wow. yeah so so just seeing her and seeing all of her achievements um is is a big inspiration for me and i think my friends as well like i always say that i have the best friends in the world and in my completely biased opinion um I think it's true like I just can't ever overstate the amount of like support they give me and really like they believe in me more than I believe in myself sometimes I think and they always like always always there to hype me up and I definitely don't think I would have had the confidence to start the podcast and kind of take that leap if it wasn't for their kind of belief in me yeah, no, your friends have to have your back, but sometimes they, they can kind of ground you as well because good friends can um, tell you what you want to hear, but also tell you what you don't want to hear because that will motivate you to improve yourself. Whilst we're on the subject of friends, do you want to shout out with some friends? Because they're probably listening to this podcast when, when, when it's uh, released. Oh, I would love to shout out some friends. Um, definitely my friend Karina on the subject of keeping you grounded. She will definitely keep me grounded. She definitely is one of those friends that won't let me get a big head. Yeah. Um, and she's an OG as well, okay. if I'm using that term correctly. <laughs> I think, yeah. Um, and my friend Aoife as well from college. She's a more recent friend, I suppose. But she's definitely one that, like, always hypes me up. Anytime I have kind of one of my my notions or my ideas, Yeah. Um, she's very enthusiastic and like when I told her I think she was one of the first people that I kind of pitched the idea of the podcast to and she was like yes do it oh my god it's gonna be great and you're gonna do this and it's gonna be like this and I was like whoa 
rein it in a bit yeah, but yeah. it's great to kind of have have people that have that kind of belief in you yeah that's no it is it is it's good to have friends who have your back but also will will work with you as well because they can they can like collaborate or help you help you because there's so many things you could talk about and there's so many things that are kind of like popular at the moment you know like as you said like environmental issues are very important you know with the, the summits and all this and so that's all very important stuff so yeah definitely I think like the more we know about it as well the more we can do about it and I think not to like put my tinfoil hat on here and sound like a conspiracy theorist it's really kind of those big corporations and those big companies. that are kind of doing the damage in relation to like human rights issues and also the environment and everything and like they don't want us to know what's going on they if they can sweep things under the carpet and just keep it quiet then they'll be perfectly happy so I think that whole kind of education piece is really important that people do know what's going on um Mm. but then also what they can kind of do about it because there's no point being all doom and gloom as well and being like, God, the world is awful and climate change is terrible. And, you know, you just get into a negative spin then. Mm. Um, so I think it's important to kind of highlight, I suppose, the solutions as well as the problems. That's true. I'll give you a chance to give some parting words. So just um, tell the listeners about your podcast and when when to expect your next episode for your podcast. Yeah, so I'm hoping to get the next episode out on the 1st of March. And really, like I said, the direction will be taken is that kind of personal development, working on yourself, like setting boundaries. And I know I am so guilty of like being a people pleaser and saying yes to everyone and kind of putting the needs of others above my own but when you do that you just get tired and stressed and you're no good to anyone so I think that's definitely going to be a theme for the podcast of like how to really put yourself first and do with self-care but then also use that in a positive way to kind of tackle some of the some of the big issues that we are facing at the moment yeah no you're spot on there as well and like when I listened to your podcast, I could kind of hear, I could hear a wise head on, on young shoulders. I, I felt that you you have a lot of uh, wisdom in your youth and you're also kind of always learning. And that's important as well. You know, no, no one has all the answers, but uh, yeah, I look forward to listen to your next episode. And uh, Laurie, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks a million. All right, Take I'll care. See you. Take it easy. See you. Bye. 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 That was Laurie M. Walsh. She is the host of a podcast called Pure Notions. So check her stuff out when she releases her next episode. She hopes to release the next episode in March. Now, once again, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. My name is Shane. This podcast is called Heartlines. If you did enjoy this episode, guys, please like, share, subscribe, or share with a friend who likes a podcast. Remember, guys, you're always welcome here on Heartlines. Take it easy. Bye.